Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hi, I'm Ron Barr, and this is today's edition of Ron Barr's Sports Byline USA podcast on the 8-Side Network. Gary Player joins us on Sports Byline. He was born in South Africa and he's the only non-American to have won all four majors and he's widely regarded as one of the greatest players in golf history. He's been inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame, won 165 tournaments on six continents over six decades, including 24 PGA Tour events, and he also won nine major championships. The Masters three times, the U.S. Open once, three British Open titles, and two PGA championships. And he's the only player in the 20th century to win the British Open in three different decades. You know, when I list off all of that, Gary, uh, do, when you hear that, what is it that impresses you the most about what you've been able to do in golf? Well, unless I was not hearing correctly, uh, the most uh, impressive thing in my eyes that I did on the in my golfing career was to be the only man on the planet to win the Grand Slam on both tours. Uh, and I think the British Open, uh, excuse me, I think the senior Grand Slam, strange as it might sound, was more difficult to achieve than the regular Grand Slam because they all try to do it. And you had to do it after 50 or 50 and over. And when I turned 50, I was in the same shape I was when I was 25. And that's where all the exercising I did stood me in good stead whereas other people who turned 50 weren't quite in the shape they were when they were 25. And the competition on the Champions Tour, the Senior Tour, is extremely tough, and that's something that I'm very proud of, particularly when I'm trying to get a message through to the youth of the world to, to exercise and stay in good shape, get good education, have respect for one another, I'm trying to, you know, trying to get a message through to young people around the world. And at this stage now, I probably, my voice is heard by probably at least 1.4 billion people a year because I visit China every year, visit India every year, and Africa and America and Europe. So I don't know how many people take heed, but at least if I can get some young people uh, to do that, it'll be a big help. 
What is the essence of your passion for this sport? Uh, I mean, a lot of people play it, but as you just enumerated, you played it for a long time. You played it very successfully. There has to be something in that well of passion. Where did that come from? I think when you were poor like I was and really struggled like a junkyard dog, lay in bed uh, when I was nine years of age wishing I was dead, my mother's dead and my father's working on a gold mine 8,000 feet underground. My brother's in the war fighting with the Americans and the British. My sister's at boarding school. I take an hour and a half to get home from school. It's dark. Nobody there. I had to cook my own food, iron my own clothes, and loneliness. And you lie there and crying and you wish you were dead. But in conclusion, it was the greatest gift bestowed upon me. And that's the reason I became a world champion having this adversity, which I try and get this through to young people all the time, and people that get depressed very easily, to realize that you've got to have adversity. Nobody can have a life without adversity. It will get you some time, and it's the way you handle it. But unfortunately, in schools and universities, you know, it's purely academics, and we need to be teaching people about the facts of life, which is so important to put them on the right uh, path. Your dad was very instrumental in the beginning of your career, the beginning of your love for golf, because as you mentioned, your mother died when you were eight years old. And although your father was often away from home working in the gold mines, he managed to take a loan in order to buy you a set of clubs. Tell me more about him. He did buy a a first set of clubs for me with an overdraft. He uh, taught me a very good lesson as a young man. We arranged to meet at my first banking episode at 11 o'clock, and I got there at 5 past 11, and he was gone. So he taught me a good lesson to be on time, which golf, incidentally, uh, teaches you. If you're one second late, one second, you're penalized. So golf is a great lesson. Golf is a great, uh, it's great for education, having traveled more miles than any human being that's ever lived. Uh, I've seen so many things. It's taught me respect uh, to understand other people's cultures, religions, food, etc., etc. So golf, all in all, has been it's been a, uh, a university degree tenfold because you're not reading and learning about uh, something; you are experiencing it, which makes a massive difference. So I have so much to be thankful to golf for. When I arrive here at Augusta and I drive through Magnolia Lane, I always get out the car and walk the last 60, 70 yards and just say a little prayer of thanks that I've been so successful here uh, and so successful in my career. Uh, I think gratitude is a very important ingredient in life. But you knew you were going to be successful because you played your first round of golf at 14. You parred the first three holes. But at the age of 16 you announced that you would become the number one player in the world. That's really something for somebody that young. Where did that come from? It's very difficult to say that. And uh, if, you look at, if you look at the superstars of the game, which haven't been many, I think to, win a su- to be a superstar, you've got to win at least six majors. And now I don't think there are more than 12 players that have ever done that. But I never take credit And I'm not trying to be humble when I say this. I think in my case it was a divine intervention. 
a divine gift of some kind to be so small, come from a small country, travel and play people against them in their home conditions and their home countries and beat them. It's a gift that is purely uh, on a loan basis. And any time you think you're important, it can be taken away the next day as it was. I mean, a, a superstar like Tom Watson never won for 10 years. If you take a person like Arnold Palmer, he was a superstar, but he had a very short career. He won majors for six years. I won for 20, and Nicholas won for 25. So, and then you take many other players. Ian Baker Finch suddenly woke up and couldn't play. David Duvall was number one in the world, woke up and couldn't play. Ballesteros was number one in the world, woke up, couldn't play again. I can name numerous guys, so one better be a little grateful for the, uh, the gifts that are bestowed upon you. You know, when you think of the truly great, iconic players in this sport, uh, besides just yourself, you talked about Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods, Ben Hogan, even Tom Watson. What's the commonality that the truly great players have, Gary? I don't know. I don't know, and nobody knows. Everybody likes to think they know. It's a little thing called it, I-T, and it is something nobody can define. You have different opinions what it is, but I've never met anybody that can define the word it. You know, each of the majors has its own personality, and of course, uh, it is a pro golf tournament, but it's not like a regular stop on the PGA Tour. What differentiates the majors from just another stop on the tour? I think the way the courses are set up, I think that uh, the way they organized, I think historically, uh, I don't think there's any tournament to compare to the British Open. It's where the game started. It's played at all the famous old golf courses. It's so old, and it's such a great challenge. I mean, one day you had to drive in a wedge, and the next day you had to drive in a four-iron. And so it's a different challenge. It's a challenge of character. And I think this is what the majors are. <clears throat> Tests of character, difficult setups, knowing that you're PGA, you're a professional golfer, and what an important association it is. And then the U.S. Open, which is self-explanatory, to be champion of the U.S. is such a great honor. The British Open, the oldest in the world, and where the game started, that is the ultimate. And then Augusta, the best-run golf tournament in the world. Um, and, the and the beauty and the excitement and the, uh, the way they keep improving things. Of course, they have the money, which is a big help, and they have a big advantage that they play in the same place every year. What an advantage that is. So all in all, the majors are one's dream. When you take a look at Otto Palmer and also Jack Nicholas, and uh, you played against them, and I'm just wondering, uh, when you were on... Uh, the course with them, what was the, the atmosphere like, and what was your thought process like when you had those other names? Did they jack your game up a little bit, just as I'm sure you did to them? Well, obviously, we all were great friends. We traveled the world extensively into all corners of the globe, not getting the millions of dollars these young guys get today. If we got $20,000, was a lot of money. And we had great respect for each other. We loved each other. I cried with Arnold and laughed with Arnold. And Jack is my best friend today. I think Jack Nicholas is the greatest gentleman I ever played against in my career. Uh, it was 
it was a marvelous time. And I don't think you'll find a big three like us again, if I'm not saying that in a boastful manner. <clears throat> you will find maybe a big three that will win tournaments. Will they win between them 54 majors, regular and senior? Will they win 350 golf tournaments around the world? I don't think so. But maybe they will. Hall of Fame golfer Gary Player with us as we continue across the country and around the world on Sports Byline. You're listening to Ron Barr's Sports Byline USA podcast. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Gary Player has joined us here on Sports Byline USA. I know this is an unfair question, but when you think back on all the tournaments, all the shots, the one thing that has always amazed me is that the pro athlete, and particularly in golf, they can remember every shot they took. I remember Ben Hogan, when he was going through that streak, I was interviewing and then talking to him, and he talked about each of the tournaments and about the key shots and everything. When you think back on your tournaments and and all the plays and shots that you made, is there one particular shot uh, or one round that sticks out in your mind, Gary? I think in Augusta 1978, I came to the last round seven shots behind Tom Watson, and came back in 30 to win the tournament and shoot 64 with a bogey in it. And the putt on the last hole, I had a 22-foot putt above the hole. Nobody would ever hold a putt from above the hole to win the, the Masters. And it went right in the middle of the hole. And my African-American caddy arrived. He says, Gary, I need a house, man. I've got a lot of children. I've got no house. I need a house. I said, well, we've got a chance. And I knocked it right in the middle, and he was as excited as I was. And then I was playing against Jack Nicklaus in the British Open at Carnoustie in Scotland. There were five of us within a stroke of each other. I had a drive and a three-wood into the wind on a par five, the 14th, eight inches from the hole, and went on to win. Those are the two shots. And then there was one at the PGA in Oakland Hills, there were eight of us within one stroke, and I hit a nine-iron over the trees out of the wet rough. The flag was next to the water, over the willow trees, three foot from the hole, and went on to win. So there are numerous shots that you do remember and never forget, as you so aptly say. Golf certainly is differentiated from the other sports. If you think of basketball, football, baseball, American sports, there's also usually constant action. But in golf, there is the, the downtime between shots, uh, maybe if there's a rain delay and everything. How does a golfer handle that? Because it's so totally different from what we find in other sports. 
Yes, it is very different. And golf is very different that it's the only sport you really, or one of the uh, few sports that you have longevity in. I won a tournament on the US Tour at 63. So, I mean, at the other sports, you finished at 30. You do find exceptions, obviously, that go to 35 and that kind of thing. But average-wise, all sports you finish by the time you, you're 30. And if you take tennis, a sport that I really enjoy watching, but if you take over the last five years, you can name five guys, Djokovic, Nadal, Rafael, <coughs> uh, Nadal, you can name uh, Federer, you can name Andy Murray, or whoever you like to mention those five guys, one of them are going to win, and you would be right every single time. Golf, you cannot do that. Because if Djokovic plays against, say, uh, Nadal, and it's hot, same conditions. Windy, same. Cold, same. Golf, you have 150 guys playing. You play in the morning, you shoot 72. In the afternoon, the wind comes up and you shoot 80. So you never play in the same, you never all play in the same conditions, weather-wise, or the same golf course. So golf is so very, very tough. To, and you've got to beat 156 guys at the same time. Golf is very tough. I want to get a perspective question in, and it's about Tiger Woods, because I don't know how physical it was when you were on the tour with Arnold, with Jack, uh, and all those type of players. I never remember reading or hearing about athletes out because of an injury. Has the game changed as far as power, as far as equipment, as far as torque on the body? And do you? how do you read what, what Tiger has had to go through? Well, I think what Tiger did was marvelous. Because uh, I really believed in weight training, as was the first to start it in professional golf, and Tiger kept doing it, and uh, he played his very best when he was lifting heavy. Contrary to the hogwash, I hear about people talking about that the weight training is what hurt him. Well, how come Rory McIlroy is such a wonderful player? He lifts heavy weights. How come Justin Johnson is the best in the world today? And he's a, a trainer of note. So, I mean, and most of these guys are training now for 64 years. I mean, even at the age of 81, I'm pushing between 300 and 400 pounds with my legs. I'm doing 1,300 sit-ups and crunches. I'm running on the treadmill at max. Why? I mean, that's what's enabled me to live a long time and play well, even at the age of 81 on a normal golf course. I can still shoot 70 or better or beat my age by miles every <laughs> single round. So it's really infuriating when I hear people who don't know what they're talking about putting the blame on Tiger's uh, downfall on his exercises. Tiger obviously had everybody has different structures. Maybe his knees were weaker. Maybe his back was weaker. Some people, it's like fingerprints, all different. People have different problems with their bodies. But if it wasn't for weight training, he wouldn't have, I don't think he would have lasted as long as he did because it made him so terribly strong and fit and had tons of energy and passion. And it's just unfortunately that he's had these accidents or injuries, but he's also got very confused with the swing. He won the U.S. Open by 15 shots, and then he went and had lessons from different pros and got confused. Had he not had lessons, he would have broken every record and he would have gone down as the greatest player that ever lived. I don't know if he can achieve that anymore. And we're hoping he'll come back and do well. 
but he's got a monumental uphill task ahead of him to do that. But we're all pulling for him to come back and do well. I agree with you about your analysis on him. One of the aspects of golf I've always been fascinated in, and I don't think most of the fans know that much about it. Can you talk a little bit about a golfer's relationship with their caddy? what they do, how important they are. I know in talking to Lee Trevino about Herman, his caddy once, uh, he talked about the closeness of the relationship they had. Tell me a little bit about that caddy-golfer relationship. I had a very close or as close a relationship with a a caddy that anybody could have. His name was Alfred Dyer. We used to have a nickname for him, Rabbit. He was an African-American gentleman. He caddied for me for over 17 years in all corners of the globe. And But I I didn't rely on caddies much for lines. I didn't rely on caddies much for yardages. My caddy was to watch if I kept my head still, uh, to be on time. He was always happy. Uh, and we, you know, we laughed together. It was a different kind of thing. But there again, horses for courses. Tiger Woods' caddy was a genius at giving him yardages and where the slopes were. I did that myself. So everybody's different when it comes to caddies. You know, the other thing, too, is that I don't think people realize that uh, the best caddy is probably the one that knows when to say something at the right time and when to stay silent. Am I correct in that observation? Yes, I think that's, uh, that's correct to a large degree. But everybody requires something different. I think I could have played just as well with a schoolboy carrying my bag as a professional caddy. <laughs> and Ben Hogan, always, he had a different philosophy. He said, if, uh, if I asked, I won't ask a caddy what to do because I know so much more than they know. So there again, it's like they said to Trevino, who's your coach? Who teaches you? He says, when I find somebody that can beat me, I'll have a lesson from him. We only have uh, two minutes left to go, and I'm just wondering, as you think back over your all your career and everything, what is it uh, that in your career surprised you the most? Well, I think coming from a small country like South Africa and being poor, that I was able to have all this success and then travel around the world and meet presidents of America, the greatest country in the world, who've been a great Samaritan and have helped so many people. Yes, America have had their faults like other countries, but I think playing golf and meeting all the presidents of the United States of America and then meeting the emirs in the Middle East, where I had a lot of respect for them. And then, of course, I went into places like Abu Dhabi, uh, uh, which I really loved. I loved the, the architecture of the mosque. It was a, a sight to see in such a progressive country, Abu Dhabi. And then going into the villages of Africa and India and dining with the really poor people of the world. And then meeting the next week the royal family. Uh, what an experience. What, how lucky can a man be? Something for I am eternally grateful for. Uh, in about 30 seconds, did you miss uh, when you stopped playing on the PGA Tour, even the senior tour, and kind of, uh, again, went into another level of golf at your particular age? Did you miss the real competition in the early days? Not at all, because I had a feast, a professional for over 60 years. I had a feast, and I had other things in life that I want to achieve, raising money for poor people, designing good golf courses, representing companies, doing my ranching, raising thoroughbred racehorses. I have lots to do.
I want to thank you very much for your time. You've always been a gentleman, and you've always been kind to us here at Sports Byline. Congratulations on the great career, Gary. Thank you, sir. God bless you, and God bless America. Gary Player with us again, inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame, and you can understand why, but those nine major championships, three Masters, U.S. Open once, three British Open titles, and also two PGA championships. We continue with more of you and Sports Byline. You have been listening to Ron Barr's Sports Byline USA podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. In the 90s, New York detective Louis Scarcella locked up the worst criminals. Putting bad guys away. There's no feeling like it. Then jailhouse lawyers took aim, led by Derek Hamilton. Scarcella took me to the precinct and lied. 20 men eventually walked free. Now, in the Burden podcast, after a decade of silence, Louis Scarcella finally tells his story, and so does Derek Hamilton. Listen to the Burden on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.